0: Hello my dear listeners, my name is Vishore Ganesh and in this episode of the Vocal About Visuals podcast, I'll be doing a spoiler-filled review of No Hard Feelings starring Jennifer Lawrence, Andrew Bath Feldman, Laura Benanti, Matthew Broderick and others. This film is co-written and directed by Gene Stupnitsky with John Phillips as his writing partner. As I already mentioned on my socials, at Podcast Plural on Twitter and Instagram and on YouTube earlier this week, this movie is pretty sweet and hilarious. But I realized while watching the film that a review of this film minus me discussing some of the story elements, aka spoilers, would make it a generic review, rendering it boring to me in the first place. Forget about you, my dear listeners. So I thought, considering this film has a very quirky, sweet, funny feel to it, basically my comfort space when it comes to films, I would talk about it in detail. Let's start off with Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, she's charming and infectious, isn't she? Her personality jumps off of the screen every time she shows up for her press junkets and on talk shows. And she has pretty much chosen a tailor-made script for herself to both star in and to produce where her personality can shine. She does a lot of physical comedy which plays into the awkwardness that has been visible in the above-mentioned press junkets and talk shows and even the Oscars, if I'm not wrong. And all of this, at least in my opinion, makes her very endearing. In this film, she plays the role of a 30-something woman whose life has pretty much stagnated, partly due to her circumstances but mostly due to herself. As a woman who didn't have a dad around, a dad who chose not to be in her life by the way and whose mother has passed this character's fear of going after the quote-unquote more that she deserves and deep inside probably craves is relatable and understandable. She has been finding distractions instead of fulfilling her potential and that's when the film has her meet another person who's having the opposite of her problems but with pretty much the same result. The character portrayed by Andrew Barth Feldman. We'll come to Andrew in a bit But before that, let me wrap up my portion on J-Law. Over the course of this film, which looks like a raunch comedy on the surface, but is in fact also a sweet drama about relationships and growth, Lawrence is kind of forced to grow up, thanks to her interaction with Andrew. She's hired by Andrew's parents to date him, let's say. But as the story progresses, Andrew turns out to be a catalyst for her next evolution, and she pretty much becomes his. The thing that I like the most about Lawrence's performances is that I don't see quote unquote acting when I watch her. She's extremely natural. She's capable of making you forget her strong and charming quote unquote real life personality, and she manages not to seem like she's acting. A very tough double act to fathom, but one that comes quite naturally to her. And at the end of the film, which doesn't have a definitive conclusion and instead wraps up with a car driving on a coastal road in Montauk, one can imagine a variety of ways in which the lives of these individuals can go. Lawrence, early on in the film, says that she doesn't do long distance. And thank God for that, because I cannot accept that to be the way the next few years of these two characters' lives are going to be. It would have been quite boring. By removing that from the equation, the makers have left us with far more acceptable trajectories for these two characters, which could range from the bleak, they just drift apart, to the romantic. J-Law goes to California, lives a lot, ends up in a really good relationship, but still is very good friends with Andrew, and maybe still has a thing for him. And on the other end, Andrew, now out of his shell, starts dating, but still has a thing for her. And maybe they do end up together especially if they decide they are okay with being parents later in their lives or maybe they don't want kids at all. I can see that happening. But if one were to take the practical approach, then maybe Lawrence ends up with someone else and ditto with Andrew and yet they hold a special place in each other's lives. But then again, how boring is that? I'm a romantic at heart and I hope these two end up together. Coming to Andrew Bath Feldman he pretty much nails this role of a socially anxious 19 year old who like Lawrence has pretty much stalled on his growth but what this movie does with this character is superb in that he might have social anxiety and hence have very minimal to no contact with new people but he is also a strong character with convictions when Lawrence throws herself at him initially he doesn't get the message But later on, when it becomes abundantly clear to him that she wants him, he still takes an old-school approach to romance. Having been someone who has never dated before, he still doesn't jump at the chance to quote-unquote date her. And I would like to register a point here that there is absolutely nothing right or wrong, superior or inferior about being old-school or modern or whatever in between when it comes to one's approach to love. Just because this character does this, doesn't mean it is a validation of such an approach. To each their own is what I would say. And yes, instead of doing the deed immediately, he instead woos her and in this way, he becomes her catalyst for growth. And finally, coming to the script itself, this movie does a lot of things that I simply loved. For one, it boldly calls out weaponizing of political correctness by bad actors especially ones that fall in the Gen Z age bracket. The way that if and when a quote-unquote gotcha moment happens, it will be recorded on a phone and it will be used against an individual without factoring in the context. The fact that this phenomenon is called out in the film made me cheer and hope that this continues in many more films. Another thing I liked is how the film ridicules how one section of Gen Z and to be fair even millennials have ceased to interact with each other directly and instead even when they are next to each other are either interacting with each other through their phones or maybe are just straight up ignoring each other and talking to someone else. Now, I know that a sizable chunk of Gen Z has rejected this idea of technology overrunning their lives and I've gone off to flip phones and being off social media, It's is extremely healthy. But apart from a few articles here and there, I'm not sure about how diligently this lifestyle choice is being adhered to. I do hope instances like this show up on screen, which will make people ponder about these things, just like how it has made me ponder about it. Another point that kept popping up in different corners of the internet was how in 2023, this film managed to get made. And there is a spectrum of ways in which this statement was aired by the internet, ranging from the, how could they make a film with this premise, to, I'm glad that such a premise was made into a comedy. And the most important things to note here are, one, it is a comedy, and two, after watching this film, I didn't get any creepy vibes from it at all. So why would such a film not get made? Is the logic of this era that no two people with a significant age difference ever get into a romantic relationship, especially if the relationship is one that is not exploitative? And what is the opinion of the people who are against such a relationship if the same thing happens in real life? Are we going to tell two adults, albeit with a significant age difference between them, on how to live their lives? Or are we going to tell them that we know better? Both these statements are troubling, to say the least. The way I see it, we need to take every relationship on a case-by-case manner. A broad strokes approach is going to lead us down a very dark and messy path, and people who are hell-bent on virtue signaling are not exactly the right people to lead the conversation about such a complex and nuanced topic. Now, that's about life. Let's talk about the film. The fact that people are looking at politically correct themes in comedies is what puzzles me the most. Why oh why are we looking for any kind of guidance from a ranch comedy? Why can't we just evaluate the film after watching it and more importantly enjoy it at face value? Even if you are going for lessons from such a film, the film offers a few good ones and one that Laura Benanti who stars in the movie mentioned in a press junket is particularly good. This film is a cautionary tale against helicopter parenting. And the final thing that I liked about this film, as of writing this review, that is, is that the writers and the makers chose to make a quote-unquote messy movie with respect to its premise, that is, about messy characters and gave it a grand old worldwide release, which thankfully came as a palette cleanser to all the big budget superhero stuff that has been bombarding us for what seems like the period after the endgame. Especially for me, the quote-unquote big movie fatigue was so great that I quite frankly couldn't get myself to even watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. But I got my friend to go along with me for this film and in a weird way did some promotions for this film, not because I have any financial gain from it like at all but because us the audience need to take back the theatres from studio executives so that we can watch all kinds of films as opposed to just big budget blockbusters or huge star vehicles. So by putting up our money for a film like this, I was hoping we get to see more films like this that are a blast to watch with friends and our significant others. So that's that about No Hard Feelings. Gene Stupnitsky has presented a much needed comedy for us and it worked big time for me. Jennifer Lawrence should definitely do non-superhero slash franchise films and especially comedies. Check out No Hard Feelings in the theaters. It is a cool date movie and an even more awesome quote-unquote friends movie. Once again, my name is Kishore Ganesh, this is the Vocal About Visuals Podcast and thank you my dear listeners for your time and for listening. Please do give this podcast a follow on your preferred podcast platforms and on YouTube. I will be posting a link to the link tree containing all relevant links to this podcast in the description so wherever possible... Please do subscribe, review, and support this podcast. It really, really, really does help. Follow me on my socials at Podcast Plural, on Twitter and Instagram, especially on Instagram where I continue to make my one-shot reviews of films that I don't get around to making podcasts for. Thank you.